0: For your love, Lord, and in this place, we lift your name on high, Jesus. Come on, Lord. You rest in your spirit as you rest on us. Come on, sing it out.
1: When you fill the room, you're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will feel me.
2: As he comes into this place and rests on you, can you just reach up to him and seek his face? Lord, say, here I am. I need to hear a word.
0: on the screen but because we believe it show us your glory lord let every burning heart be holy ground lord where you reside lord is can only be holy let us be holy lord because you are holy show us your glory lord lives healed hope found chains fall jesus you change it all only you change it all lord so we yield to you tonight we yield to you tonight, Jesus. Show us holy. You are holy, God. Lord, we lift up, Lord, our prayers of need Lord, to you tonight. There's so many. We lift up our friends, Lord, and our family, Lord, who are going through deep loss. Lord, we lift up those who are going through great sickness. Heal. The God who heals and restores. So, Lord, we ask, Lord, say, to show us your glory, Jesus. Hope is found, Lord. Those who come in with no hope, Lord, hope is found here tonight, Lord, in this place with you if we make ourselves holy, Lord, and align ourselves with you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hope is found, Lord. Lives are healed and restored. We lift those up, Lord, who come in, Lord, with just this emptiness inside, Jesus, that only you can fill, Lord. We're so tired of filling this God-shaped hole. There's so many other things in life, Lord, but you're the only one, Lord, who can heal and restore. So we lift up those Lord, who are coming in in pain, Lord, and we rejoice with those coming in. Rejoice, Lord, because you're, you rejoice with us as well, Lord. So thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, Lord. Lord, we put our trust in you tonight, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, that we get to sing that, Lord, only because it's true. The gospel that we sing tonight, Lord, is hope is found only through Jesus Christ. Healing, true healing is found only through Jesus Christ. Transformation is found, Lord, only through Jesus Christ. So, Lord, here we are tonight, Lord, yielding to you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for that comfort. Now, we give you praise, Lord, and restore our souls, Lord, and prepare our hearts, Lord, for the spoken word, Lord, that we're about to hear. Thank you, Jesus. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Give him glory tonight, church. Give him praise for the work that he has started during our time of worship tonight. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Church, while we're up and celebrating how good God is, will you continue that and just greet one another in his name tonight, man? Good evening, my family. God is good. And all the time. Yes, he is. Hey, church, we want to welcome you into his house and into his presence. My name is Michael Romero, your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings Church, and it's a joy to be with you. Um, We want to welcome those that are tuned in from our live stream. Uh, We want to welcome you as well. Church, I don't want to take too much time, though I feel that there are a couple of things that I definitely need to talk about, uh, because Pastor Richard will be coming up here, and man, I'm just, uh, this, this sermon series uh, all about me has been, how many of you guys have just found it just, uh, just amazingly powerful? It, it's just been so amazing. Um, but church, a couple of things that I want to catch you up on, two things that I really, really want to focus on tonight. Ladies uh, of the Church of God here at New Beginnings Church, I want to encourage you. This is not necessarily the final call, but at least with this microphone, it might be until Friday night. I want to remind you, Friday night is going to be uh, the night of worship and prayer for sister sponsored by our sisterhood and brought to you by sisterhood at New Beginnings. We're gonna be led in worship by our worship team that you just saw up here, and um, man, church, I'm telling you, I was talking to, to Pastor Cindy earlier, and um, the prayers of, of of these women of God, prayers from like your mom, my mom, your grandma, I mean, it just these women that there's nothing stronger than a prayerful woman. Can we can we agree? I'm telling you, I remember being 10, 11 years old, playing in the bars. I was just talking to Pastor Cindy about it today. And my mom would pray just because that's, you know, our culture back then took us, hey, this, we work, we don't go to school, and we, I would play in these places with the, with the mariachi. And my mom, I could just imagine her prayers over me. And she has said since then, of course, that she was always it, never ceasing to pray And I thank her for that because I credit her for the Lord's protection over my life just because of those prayers. And so, church, the women of sisterhood and the leadership of sisterhood is going to be leading us in so many prayer points. Um, So, women, within the sound of my voice, be here. Friday night, pastor, it starts at 7 o'clock. So, doors open at 6.30 we invite you to, to come in and other women that are in your life, whether it's your daughter, your sister, your your daughter-in-law, a neighbor that you've been praying for, it's just going to be a powerful, powerful night. So, I mean, Sisterhood has been averaging about 90 women on on average every month. So the point I make with that is Women that are coming to sisterhood, if you bring one more or two, one from your left, one from your right. Man, we're going to have three to four hundred women here praising the Lord and praying to him and ministering to hearts. So church, once again, Friday night, 7 p.m., doors open at 630. Invite another woman of God with you or somebody that you want to minister to. And this is going to be an amazing night of worship and prayer. Amen? So do that. Church, the other thing I really want to talk about is uh, we, not because we wanted to or not because we forgot about it, we've been in negotiations trying to get the best price possible. You guys know that every year we, uh, we give out Thanksgiving food boxes. And so we have been in negotiations for quite some time trying to get the better price, so we can give as many as we could. We started off with, because of the rising prices, we all feel it. Amen. We started off with like forty-five boxes, and we're used to giving out over a hundred, between a hundred and hundred twenty-five. And thankfully, we were able to partner um, with our vendors, and um, they they were real gracious to us, and we're able. Hopefully, we have committed to one hundred. Now we're moving in faith. Can we get an amen? We're moving in faith, but here's where this, this is where you are now involved. If you want to sponsor, right now we're looking for sponsors specifically. I know some might be in need, even in this room right now, of a Thanksgiving food box. And we'll have that link available for you in a few days. But we can't promise you that link. Yet, without the sponsorship, obviously, for obvious reasons. Amen? Because that money needs to come in. So, we're going to ask of all of us, myself included, to stretch a dollar, if we can, for our Thanksgiving food box distribution. Amen? And I believe we can do it. Do we? Amen. I believe we can do it. That's how you and I impact Not just this congregation from within with the reaching in part, but also reaching out, because that's what we do. So church, there's uh, that QR code that's behind me right now, where you register for any and all events, new beginnings. There's a registration link live right now that you can sponsor a meal box. If you're not able to sponsor a full meal box this year, it's for $50 If you cannot sponsor a full sponsorship, there's partial sponsorship. Or you can, $5, right? The drip will fill the bucket. And so if you have $5, you can donate that. You can drop it off or put it in an envelope and put Thanksgiving food box. Even if it's a dollar, $2. But you and I, this is something that we've been doing for, Pastor, over 40 years now. And you and I aren't going to stop. You and I aren't going to stop. We're not going to let that stop how we impact our community. So, church, we're asking you to please prayerfully consider uh, supporting us and helping us because that's what, it's what you guys do. I know we're going to come through for that. So, church, I trust that you will help us and partner with us with this Thanksgiving box Distribution. Um, and so, church, in that app, that giving tab, thank you. That's why we can do it. We're, we're going to try to make it happen, church. So, please, please, please partner with us. And if, uh, if you have not been able to, to do that yet with partnering with us outside of the Thanksgiving meal boxes, the ways to give to this ministry and outreach are on, on the screen behind me or in front of you at home, or you can drop off your tithe at one of the tithing boxes, the entryway of this sanctuary. Amen. Let's do it, church. I love you so much, church. Thank you so much for an amazing time of worship. I turn it over to our senior pastor, Richard Mansfield. Pastor. Michael,
3: Pastor Mike, don't go away. I want to ask you a few questions Reverse. real quick yes, sir. you're talking about amen. praying with with praying women amen and your mama prayed for you That's my mama and some women almost like threatened i'm going to pray for you <laughs> it wasn't about like that it right it wasn't like that no it was saying and and how did you feel your mom's prayers
0: look I, and i'm going to say this in full transparency because it's part of my story and it's a part of my dad's story that he tells not because he's proud of it but to give the Lord glory, my dad was not living a, a godly lifestyle. And he, when we were working up in Santa Fe, Pastor, you know you've been a part of my life since I was knee high a grasshopper And um, he wanted to party till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, and we used to work in Santa Fe five nights a week, uh, six nights a week. Um, and he would go to this bar every single night, and my mom said, you know what, um, I said, well, I don't. I made the decision. I had my driver's license, and I was 15 years old. And I said, "I don't want to. I don't want to stay that late. You know, yeah. I, I have school the next day, my guy. You know." And so, at 15, 16 years old, I was driving back and forth to Santa Fe. And my mom, you know, she said, "My she told my dad, if something happens to my boy, I'll never forgive you for that." And she, but my mom would cover me in prayer. My Covered me, I mean, I mean, the second I would leave the house, she would bless me and, Mijo, be careful, be careful, be careful. And when she come back, she literally praise the Lord and say, "Thank you, Lord." So from the point I left, from the point that I got back, Pastor, I knew that she was praying. I knew that she was praying. You know, playing at ten, eleven years old, in in those places I shouldn't be, my mom covered me in prayer. And thankfully, thankfully, I never fell into any of those. lifestyle and so I thank her for the prayers pastor you and pastor Cindy knew my the hard road that I had your prayers my spiritual mother's prayers and so prayers of a powerful man or woman are power the book of James tells us that the power they're powerful and effective
3: so what would you say to every mom and dad right now that are brokenhearted discouraged for their children that they are like, they're almost at the point of saying, "Are my prayers even working?"
0: They are. I'm telling you. You know, we sing this song that talks about the Lord working in the background, and that's what He does. He says, "Yeah, even when I don't feel it, You're working. Even when I can't see it, You're working. So don't give up. Amen. Don't give up.
3: Amen." Does your mama still pray for you? Oh,
0: of course. I'm 42 <laughs> years old. Hola, papi. You know, of course. That's my mama, man. Thank you,
3: brother. Appreciate you sharing that. Youth, if you haven't already left, the youth are meeting in their class, so uh, make your way out if you haven't already gone. Guys, uh, I I, I just want to let you know because it's going to be a powerful time. And as Pastor Mike was talking about the Thanksgiving food baskets, we will not be having a men's breakfast this Saturday because we're going to have it next Saturday, the following Saturday, because that's the day we distribute the baskets, make them, put them together, assemble them, and everything. So no men's breakfast this Saturday. It's going to be on the 17th, just to make sure you know about that. Guys, I have been doing this sermon series called It's All About Me, and it's to take a real inner look at ourselves, how to strengthen ourselves in the Spirit of God, through His Word, by His power, by His might to really be able to do it his way, and to really be able to step up his way. And I'm doing a sermon series where I want you, our tonight's sermon, to really look at at that. I was going to either call it, I called it Beauty and the Beast. And the Beauty and the Beast is within us. I was thinking of calling it Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but a lot of people don't know who that is anymore. That's like old school because each one of us battles with beauty and the beast. And we struggle with trying to really be that beautiful man and beautiful woman of God that God has called us to be. But we also struggle with vanity and how we look at ourselves and how we want people to look at us. And the apostle Peter deals with that in 1 Peter chapter 3, Verse 3 and 4, and this is what he says. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, and beautiful clothes. He says, instead, you should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. Lord, I pray that we can really grab hold of what you're trying to tell us. Not what you're trying to what you're telling us, but we're trying to understand. And I pray we absorb it, we, we get, grab hold of it, and it grab hold of us, and it transform us into these beautiful men and women of God that bring glory to your name and honor to our lives. And I pray this in Christ's name, amen. You know, there's a lot of symptoms in our lives when beauty is becoming the beast. And sometimes it's because we have an obsession with image. You want to uphold a certain image. You want to uphold a certain way of looking. Look, there's nothing wrong with having name brand clothing. Look, back in the day when we moved here, um, Cindy and I, Used to shop when we first got here. We came from corporate world. We came from. I I had a really corporate job, and 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 Cindy worked for the court, and she worked for the judge, and 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 so we we would go shop at at like Macy's or Foley's, or and 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 people would criticize us. Oh Anya, yeah, you think you're all bad? You think you're all shopping at Macy's? Shopping at Macy's. You live in the South Valley and you're shopping at Macy's. It's like, yeah, I live in the South Valley. I love where I live, and we're shopping at Macy's. And we go to the clearance rack and get a good deal and the clothes last longer. And you know, and and but but and and some people get all shook up and 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 then when I couldn't afford Macy's anymore, we were shopping at Mervyn's. You all remember Mervyn's? And people, oh, you shop at Mervyn's. I'm like, what's wrong with you people? Where do you shop? We shop at Mervin's too. <laughs> I, I couldn't get it. I, I didn't understand it. But, but nowadays, people are obsessed with image. They're obsessed with the, the Louis Vuitton and, and, and all these, back in the day, it was and, and you know I don't even know the brands anymore. But, but, but man, they want them. They want the brand. Like I've told you, one time my son, when he was in college, Um, I used to buy them, I I lived in Houston, and I used to buy watches right off the ship. And I would get uh, Tag Hewler watches and Rolex watches and all these real fancy brand name watches, but they were fakes. And I would get them for like 12 bucks. And he would sell them for 50 bucks at college, you know, and make money to finance his college and have fun. And he would go, are those real? He goes, no, man, they're knockoffs, you know. And, and one day he gave me, he bought me a Rolex, but he bought it in Juarez. And somebody goes, Pastor, is that a Rolex? I go, no, that's my Rolex. You know, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what does it matter? It's like, who cares? But some people get all, yeah, you know, and it's like, they're obsessed with image. They're obsessed. It's like you don't have money to buy food, but you have money to rebase your nails. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with rebasing your nails or getting your nails done. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you're spending your money on that and not on food, there's something wrong with that. You see, because you're obsessed with image. Sometimes symptoms of 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 the the of the beauty being lost and the beast coming out is because of low self-esteem. So we have a low self-esteem. So we compensate by by doing something to, to look flashy. And Orale, when we walk in the room, everyone's going to know I'm here. Man, look at me. I have arrived. You know what I'm saying? And, and 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 we go overboard. And then there's pride. Some people have an enormous amount of pride, and their pride is killing them. And the Bible even says, you know, watch out because... Pride comes before the fall. You know, it's like, man, it's like it's going to take you down. And then some people, the the beast comes out because of jealousy. They're just plain jealous. You know your friends, you have some girlfriends that are just, and you ladies get together, and, and, and you guys like, man, ladies are brutal to each other. Like, Oh, brother, look at her, trying to pull off that outfit. Oh, my gosh, she looks ridiculous. You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I had four sisters in my house, man. I know what it was like. It's Like, man, it's like, man, women check women out more than men check women out. No, really, men will check them out. and Go, man, she's gorgeous, Dun-dun, It's over. Women go, oh, look at her. And she's trying to pull that off. She looks ridiculous. And oh man, or they go, man, she looks gorgeous, man. Where can I get that? And you're jealous, and oh, it, it kills you. And then superficial. There's there's some that are superficial. It's this superficiality. It's like sickening. Haven't you ever seen like a drop-dead gorgeous man or woman? And, and someone says, man, look at that lady. She's gorgeous. She looked like she walked out of a Cosmo magazine. Look at that dude. He walked out like a GQ magazine. And, 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 and then you go to talk to them, and in three seconds you want to throw up because they're so into themselves. You're like, oh my gosh, oh boy. Are, are you with me? And, 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 and instead of beauty being displayed, it's, it's the beast, the beast comes out. So I want to talk to us about keeping the beast tamed, not letting it take over your life, because you guys are like really amazing people. We have like a phenomenal church, and I really mean that. We have some of the best people in all of Albuquerque and all of New Mexico that attend this church. But every once in a while, the beast tries to come out in us, right? Like you're walking, and all of a sudden there's a glass, and you walk, and you catch yourself, and you're like, oh, is that really me? I look good. Man, oh, man, I look good. I didn't know I looked so good. Man, if I was a woman, I'd chase me. If I was a man, I would chase me. Are, are you with me? You know, and, 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 and so we got to keep the, the beast tamed. So look, beauty becomes a beast when we try to stay sexy instead of healthy. Now look, there's nothing wrong with looking good. But what does it profit a woman or a man to have all this plastic surgery and then die because you're sick. Man, she sure looks pretty in the coffin. He sure looks good. Oh, well, yeah, but but, but I, see, there's nothing wrong with looking good, and there's nothing, I it's not a sin to get plastic surgery if you want to get it, I guess, you know, but I, all I know is that some people are obsessed. Like, I, I was watching TV way back in the day when, when, when you know, Dan Crouch was on TV. And I go, Cindy, I had never noticed she has a dimple in her chin. He goes, she doesn't. That's her belly button from having so many facelifts. <laughs> no, 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 OK. That's messed up, man. That's messed up, OK? That's, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> For the record, OK? Cindy never said that. <laughs> I did, okay, <laughs> but 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 all kidding aside, some women have had so many facelifts, they have a dimple in their chin, but it's their it's their belly button. It's like now they have lint in their chin, you know. It's like it's like what what is it's like you you've seen you've seen some men that have so much Botox, they're going around like this all the time. Their their eyebrows are just up. It's like it's like. See, it's, it's, it's men and women that, that get obsessed, that, that they, they look more at their, their sexuality than their physical health. And look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 through 20. It says, run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and has given you what, and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God has bought with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. So see, it's saying it's okay to look good, but keep it in check. Keep it in check, because some people are so into themselves that their 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 health is horrible. But man, they they just keep pouring into themselves, and 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 they get shots in their lips, and shots shots in their buttocks, and they get shots here and there and everywhere and 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 they're but but they're they're not healthy and they're killing themselves because the beast is taking over and you got to keep the beast down there's nothing wrong with looking good don't misunderstand what i'm saying but when it becomes an obsession and out of control it's not good the beast is taking over another thing we need to look at is that beauty becomes the beast when we ignore the attitudes that bring the beast out, there's attitudes that bring the beast out. One of them we talked about is jealousy. So let's say you look awesome, you're all decked out, and you get there and you walk in, and and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, you look beautiful! Ah, you've lost so much weight, you look great! Ah, that suit looks really good on you. That dress looks really awesome." And you're all happy. And then someone else gets here, and now they outshine you. And you're like, oh, my gosh, look at her. Look at him. Wow, man, he's got the brand-new Nikes. They just came out. They only made a 1,000 pair of them, and he has one of them. Oh, my gosh. And now all attention's on him or her, and now you're all, what about me? You just told me I look the best. Now they look better than me. Oh, and now you got an attitude issue. And now your attitude's coming out. And now you're turning into the beast. You went from beauty to beast. And it's happening because your attitude is getting out of control. And attitudes are contagious. Have you ever noticed that? Attitudes can spread like wildfire. And it's not good because sometimes... We can be the cause of stirring up the pot. That's why I say some of us have the spoon ministry. Because we take our spoon out, and we stir everything up, and everything's all, ah! and then we go, my job is done, and we leave, and everyone's all stressed out, and we panic right away. You know anybody like that that panics right away for everything? Ah, the sky is falling, Henny Penny, the sky is falling. You remember that? Man, there's a lot of henny penny Christians around. They they panic about everything. And that attitude brings the beast out. That attitude brings out this this attitude that becomes bitter, it becomes abrasive, it becomes critical. Don't you know people like that that are they, they never say anything positive. And if they do, it it starts off Oh, they look so good, but oh, look at this. And You're like, oh, well, don't say anything at all then. What's the old saying your mom and dad told you? If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. So in other words, what they were saying is, shut up your mouth. <laughs> They're saying, be quiet. But well, what do we do? We sit there because it triggers this attitude in us, and that attitude comes out. And now we got an attitude about their attitude and their attitude and their attitude. And we were all attitude out. And it's like, what's wrong with us? And we, and, cause life will make you bitter or better. And there's a lot of bitter people in the world. And it's like, calm down. Don't you know how to be happy? That's why I used to love that song. Don't worry. Be happy. Remember that? They had to bring that song out again. They had to, Redo that song. They get to just somebody, a rapper, ought to do it. And that way, everyone around. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Oh, Oh, Be happy. I don't know. In other words, joyful. But instead of going around all, like, you've been eating lemons all day, all the like, sourpuss, all the like. My gosh, all of us know somebody like that. The minute they get there, you always go, which version did I get today, happy or sad? And they walk through the door and they look all, you're like, oh, somebody go get the water and the sugar. Let's make some lemonade. Because they came all looking, I don't know what. Because, man, attitudes are contagious. And those attitudes spoil people. It brings the beast out. It hides their beauty. And then sometimes you're making up for them because they're your friends. Have you ever invited a friend to join you for something, and then they turn out to be a real dud, and you're like, oh, man, I'm sorry I invited him. I'm sorry I invited her. And then you're making excuses. Normally they're really nice. I don't know what happened <laughs> because they all attitude is out. They, 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 it, it was horrible. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 19. Look what it says there. It's better to to live alone in the desert than with a quarrelsome, complaining wife. Man, it's, it's saying, in other words, so it's not just ladies. There's complaining men too, okay? But what it's saying is if you're always just it's better just to live in the desert all by yourself. Hear me. That's why some of you literally isolate yourself from each other. You isolate yourself from your husband or your wife, you isolate yourself from your friends, your 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 buddies. Because you can't deal with the attitude. You're like, I can't deal with that guy's attitude today. Her attitude drives me nuts. I I just can't deal with it. It overwhelms you. It's just like, wow. Look what it says right there in the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verse 14. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Man, wouldn't life be awesome if we weren't going around complaining and arguing all the time? All right, guys, I need you guys to get here tomorrow at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, come on. Man, I can't believe we got to get here at 8. We clock in at 8.30. Why do we have to get here 30 minutes early? Oh, my God. And all they do is complain. And they're just complaining and arguing. And it's like, hey, we're going to do it like this. Why should we have to do it like this? Why can't we do it this way? And they're Oh, my gosh, just get along. Quit arguing. Good thing nobody like that is here at New Beginnings, but I've heard they're like that in other churches. Yeah. Because it, it, it's exhausting. Those attitudes are contagious. So don't let the beast come out. Keep Keep chill. Let the beauty come out. Let the beauty shine from your life. And that brings me to the third thing I want to say. That beauty becomes the beast when we over-evaluate ourselves. Now, in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it says, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. So there's nothing wrong with thinking highly of yourself. If you're good at something, You ought to say, you know what, I'm really good at this. Now, if you're the best in the city, you ought to say, I'm the best in the city. But if you're not the best in the city, don't say you're best in the city because you're not the best in the city. Now, you're lying. You're over-evaluating yourself. But if you're one of the best, say, you know what, I'm one of the best in the whole city. I make some of the best tacos in the whole city. I won the best in the city taco maker Now I'm the best. But if you're one of the runner-ups, I am one of the best because I came in runner-up. See, there's nothing wrong with telling about yourself and what your gifting is and what your talent is and what your qualifications are. But when you're over-evaluating, oh, I could do that. I could do that with my eyes closed. Yeah, it looked like it. It came out horrible. (laughs) Are you with me? It's like, be honest. Be honest. Don't over-evaluate yourself. Take a good look at yourself. Take a good look at yourself, because when you over-evaluate yourself, you end up putting others down. Like, you could never let anyone receive a compliment. So if someone says, oh, man, you know what they did? They were such a blessing to me. Oh, you know what I did? I did something even better than them. So you're always outdoing everybody. Everybody you got to out-brag everybody. You can't let someone have the moment. You can't just let them have the spotlight and say, man, that's awesome. But just celebrate what they've done and let them have that moment. In the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 31, it says, Do to others as you would like them to do to you. So it's saying, do unto others as you have them do to you. That doesn't say, do it to them before they do it to you. And that's what a lot of people are. Like, I'm going to put the screws to you before you put the screws to me. I'm going to set you straight before you set me straight. That's not what it's saying there. It's saying there that, you know what, honor them the way you'd like to be honored. Recognize them the way you'd like to be recognized. Evaluate them. Lift them up. Praise them the way you'd like to be praised. And if they're receiving the moment, don't try to steal their moment. Let them have their moment because you will have your moment. Don't worry about it. God is keeping record of everything. Even the ones that try to steal the moment and they had nothing to do with the moment. Haven't you ever met people like that? They weren't even there. And they stick their head in there. Yeah, we did a good job, didn't we? You weren't even there. Yeah, good thing I showed up. For what? To take the glory for something you didn't do? Are are you with me? Yes, let them. You know what? God will expose it. You don't have to get all shook up. So see, we can make others feel valued and really beautiful by asking caring questions. Like, what did you do? Instead of, hey, so... What caused you to want to do that? Wow, you, you did that. That was so neat, so thoughtful. What what was in your going through your mind when you went through that? How did you feel when that happened? How exciting? And you were you were just literally pointed out. Or by being kind to people People aren't nice anymore. Have you noticed that? Start being the nice one. Start being accused of being too nice. Like, oh, my gosh, that man, he's just always so nice. I, I don't, I, that's like, it's like, I, it, he's just nice. She's so nice. I, she just is so incredibly kind. I just feel so, wow, I, I feel so undeserving. They're just nice to me. Golly, there was only one donut left at the donut table, and they gave it to me. I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. They're just kind. They're loving. They're caring. How wonderful. Be kind. Be kind. Be be that person that does the random acts of kindness, where you're just kind with nothing in return. Nothing, just because. Just because, just be nice. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, verse 17, it says, your kindness will reward you, but your cruelty will destroy you. Isn't that the truth? People that are cruel, man, it it takes you down. Your own cruelty takes you down. You think you're putting people in their place? I put them in their place. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you ended up getting them put in your place. Because now everyone knows what a jerk you are. They know how cruel you are and how mean you are and how unkind you are and how you go after the juggler vein and how you hurt people. Be the opposite. Be the one that say, oh, are they going to be here? Oh, they're so kind. They're always so complimentary and just so tender and oh, I love them. They're like a breath of fresh air. Be that person. I always say there's two kinds of people. Those that Bright up a room the minute they walk in, and then those that bright up a room when they finally leave. <laughs> uh, don't be that guy. Oh, thank God, he's gone. Thank God she's gone. Because all of us know that guy, right? We know that girl. Ah, oh, really? Is she here? Is he here? Some of them are in your family. Thanksgiving's just a few weeks away. And your mom and dad just invited you, hey, mijita, why don't you and your family come for Thanksgiving? Is my brother going to be there? Is my sister going to be there? You know I can't be in the same room with them. They're so mean and cruel and ugh. I can't even enjoy my meal. All I can think of is the turkey in the room, and I don't mean the one on the table. But are you with me? It's, It's just that tension. So be the kind one. Be loving and caring. And another thing you could do is to make people feel valued and beautiful is by complimenting other people. Just, just you, you don't have to. Don't lie, but just say, "Man, you look so you look so good today." Don't say, "Man, what made you put that dress on?" I mean, you look good, but God, I don't know if that dress is for you. No, don't say that wrong with you? Like this guy told me, I got marriage counseling, and the counselor told me, just say yes, dear. Yeah, to anything your wife asks you, say yes, dear. And I go, how'd that go for you? Not good. I go, what happened? My wife said, how does my, does my hair look good? Yes, dear. Does my blouse look good? Yes, dear. Do I look fat in these jeans? Yes, dear. It didn't work. <laughs> So use wisdom. Use wisdom complimenting people. Know how to do it. Know how to say something nice that you build them up, not tear them down. Don't compliment them like, oh, you look really good, but not as good as me. Oh, my gosh, what kind of compliment is that? Backhanded one. You you lift them up just to splat them on the floor. Proverbs 19.22 says, Loyalty makes a person attractive. It is better to be poor than dishonest. He's saying, be truthful with people. Be kind. Hey, you know what? I I just care about you. And and you've been looking really good. I'm your friend and I love you. And that outfit Maybe you ought to reconsider it so you lose about 30 more pounds because I don't think you're, you're supposed to have 16 rolls. I see, you could tell them in a nice way if you know them that close. But see, someone would want honesty. They would want you to be honest. Like if your best friend has bad breath, don't go, dude, your breath stinks, man. What's wrong with you? But say, hey, you know what? I, I have some mints, and and I love you, but you could use one right now. Be gentle. Be kind. Some people sometimes forget to put deodorant on, and, and they smell really bad. Haven't you ever had people go, huh? Ah! And you're like, oh, oh, oh. And you want to be kind. So if you know him real well, say, man, I love you. I care about you. But you know what? Your deodorant doesn't seem to be working that strong today. (laughs) If you have that relationship, talk to him. Talk to him. A very dear friend of mine was going to take the stage at a, at a platform not too long ago. And his zipper happened to be down. And we said to him, hey, your zipper's down. He goes, thank you so much. Can you imagine if we chose not to tell him? And then he gets up to there at the platform. How embarrassing. See, you could compliment them and speak into their life, but in a loving way, not in an ugly way. You don't have to be all embarrassing and say, hey, stupid, what's wrong with you? Pull your zipper up. You know, be kind. Be complimentary. Speak life and hope. Encourage them. Build them up. And then another thing we need to do is that beauty becomes a beast when we care more about how we look instead of who we are of who we are. We're we're really concerned about our outward appearance, and inside we're rotting away. Don't you know some people like that, that you're like, ah, they used to be this tender person, and now they're so into themselves that they lost their tenderness, they lost their caring side, They, they don't have any kind of compassion, they don't have any kind of love, they don't have any kind of 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 sympathy, they don't have tenderness, they don't have the fruit of the Spirit, which is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. They don't model these things, but they look amazing. They have some of the finest threads, got the latest fashion. They look great. Their nails are done. Their hair slicked perfect. Their style is just like supreme. But man, their spirit is just yuck. You're like, what happened? They used to be so loving and caring. Now they turned into I don't know who or I don't know what. I think all of us know people like that. Sometimes it's even us. It's us looking back in the mirror. We don't even know why we're like that that day. You even kind of know there's something. wrong. Like, What's wrong with me today? You seem to have an attitude. And then one of your best friends goes, dude, what's up with you? You got an attitude. Oh, what about you? You got an attitude too. You want me to point out your faults? They didn't do it to... Start a fight. They did it because they love you and care about you, and they notice that you're just acting a little different than you usually do. You see, don't let the beast come out. When you're just so hung up on, on looking good, but you're you're rotting away on the inside. You have forgotten who you are. You have forgotten that you're a man of God. You have forgotten you're a woman of God. You have forgotten that you are God's elect. You have forgotten that you are literally God's child, an ambassador of Jesus Christ, representing him every place you go. That when people go, man, you have to be a Christian because you treat people with such love and care and dignity. I notice your language is so perfect. You You don't cuss. You don't say ugly things. I don't see you gossiping about people. I see you edifying people, encouraging people, lifting people up. Man, you're like such a breath of fresh air. It's wonderful having you in the room. It's wonderful having you here at school. It's wonderful having you here at work. It's wonderful having you in our family. It's wonderful having you here because you bring such life and not death. Because all of us know someone that could walk in a room and they bring nothing but death. And right away they walk in and they... They create a vacuum. They suck all the life out of that room. And everyone's all happy, and all of a sudden, you get all shriveled up.
2: (laughs) You're like, I can't breathe. What happened?
3: And death swarmed over. Death walked in. It killed every attitude. It killed every spirit. It killed every personality. It killed every character. It killed everybody because They are rotten to the core, and they look amazing, but they have become a really uncaring, wicked person, and they're not kind at all, and they really have become hurtful. In the book of Proverbs chapter 27, verse 19, it says, as the face is reflected in water, so the heart reflects the real person. Isn't that the truth? man, have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and all of a sudden you go, whoa, I I hadn't even noticed that. Man, have you ever had one of those hairs growing from your eyelashes or eyebrow, I mean, and and it's one of those, and and that day it happens to be standing straight up. And it's a long one. You're like, how long has that been growing long like that? Man, I haven't even noticed. Has everyone else noticed? And they didn't even tell me, dude, you got a you got a long hair growing out of your eyebrow. But no one says anything. And you got this big old hair going, na, 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 and you're like, wow, man, what's that all about? And all of a sudden you happen to go and you look in the mirror and you go, Whoa, what is that? And then have you ever tried to pull it out? Instead of pulling it out, you curl it more. You're like, oh. Uh, you're rubbing it, and you finally get it out, and you're like, oh, my God, that thing's an inch and a half long. Nobody told me anything. How long did that, were they having a contest? How long will it be before he notices? You're like, man, what happened there? But you don't even notice. You don't even notice. And this is saying we care more about how we look than what's going on on the inside. How many times are things going on on the inside you haven't even noticed? And no one's told you anything. No one's told you anything. They don't want to hurt your feelings. But in reality, they're allowing you to go around hurting people's feelings. That's why you've got to learn to say it with love. It ought to hurt you more than it hurts them. It ought to be killing you saying, oh, my gosh, I've got to tell them this. How do I tell them this? Oh, here it goes. Here it goes. And take a deep breath. Oh, I got to tell him. I got to tell him. I got to tell him. Because I love him, I'm going to tell him. See, love speaks truth. Love speaks hope. Love speaks promise. And we have to understand that. Because the beast comes out sometimes and doesn't allow us to see us. And we're looking in the mirror and we see beauty and everyone else sees the beast. But no one's, everyone's afraid to tell you that the beast is loose. The beast is out. And they're afraid to tell you you're hurting people, you're scaring people, your attitude is killing people. And we don't even know who we are because we're so hung up on our outward. So it's so important that we really take a deep look at ourselves. Say, God, where where do I fit into it My attitude all weirded out? Am I so hung up into my looks that I have overlooked how I treat people? God, am, am I over evaluating myself and think I'm a lot better than I am? I'm treating people like I'm better than everyone else, where Jesus, who was the greatest became a servant. Lord, teach me to be more like him. God, I don't want the beast to come out. I want love and joy to come. I want celebration to come out of my life. I want to walk in the room and the party starts. I want to walk in the room and life begins. I don't want to suck life out of the room. I don't want to bring death to the room. I don't want to bring death to the party I don't want to bring death to the family. I don't want to be the one that when you finally get home, the family goes, quiet, everyone go to the room. Dad's home. Everyone go to the room. Mom's home. Everyone go to the room. The mean big brother, the mean big sister's home. Instead, they had to go, oh, my gosh. (coughs) My big sister's here. My big brother's here. My mom's here. My dad's here. Oh, Good, now all of us are whole. Be that person. Don't let the beast come out. Don't let the beast destroy you. Don't let the beast take away your identity. Don't let the beast destroy who you are. Because God has made the head and not the tail. He has called you a royal priesthood, a holy nation. He has called you God's elect. He has called you the redeemed of the Lord. He has called you his child. So if you don't understand that, today I pray that you embrace it. And if you've never surrendered to Jesus, you're always going to have a struggle because you're always looking for God to give you validation. And he died for you to give you validation. He died for you to identify you as his. And if you haven't accepted Christ, I pray that tonight you would say, Pastor, I want to accept Jesus. Is there anyone here that's never accepted Jesus that wants to do that as your Savior and Lord? Then we want to pray with all of us tonight. I pray that tonight you would lay down your beast I say, God, I don't want the beast to rise up in my life and destroy who I am as a man of God, as a woman of God. I want to be a blessing to those I interact with. I want to be a blessing to those I live with. I want to be a blessing to those I talk to in the marketplace, in the streets, at school, in community events. I want to be that blessing that people run to because they see that I have the light of Jesus. Would you stand with us? And as we close in prayer, sing this song out. Examine where you are. And if there's a beast in you that rises up every once in a while, and you need to lay it down at the altar, I invite you to come and lay it at the altar. And if you're just going through something else, I invite you to come up right now and release those pains and those heartaches the Lord. As we sing this song, would you take time to really just seek God and come and lay it down? Would you?
0: Give the Lord thanks tonight, church, for the chains that are fallen here tonight. For the the healing that has been restored, for the lives that have been restored, we give Him thanks. Lord, we thank You, Lord, that we come to You, Lord, in this time of need, in times of praise, in times of celebration, Lord. You're constant and You don't change, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being that firm foundation for us, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, for the lives that were healed here tonight, for the hearts that were touched here tonight. Lord, we thank you for that, Heavenly Father. Those who might not be in this room right now, Lord, because they might be running from you, Lord, we thank you for them, Lord, that those seeds that have been planted here tonight, Heavenly Father, would continue to be watered, Father, as you continue to surround them with godly influences. Heavenly Father, as we leave this place. We don't leave your presence, Lord. And we don't leave the same way that we walked in, Heavenly Father. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Church, we love you. We want to remind you to stay connected. Stay connected. We love you, church. Hope to see you guys on Sunday morning. Amen.
3: Last announcement. I want to let you know we have COVID tests that we're giving away. Each family gets one box. You got a covid test please be feel feel free to get one